Blurred up, blurred up. Welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV, a black POV. I am your host, Brendan, and I'm here with Mel. Hello, hello. And Sky. What it is, what it is. It's been a long time. How long has it been? Um, That's a good question. The last one we did was Detective Pikachu. And yes. That was a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago? That maybe? was yeah. early May, right? Yeah. That riveting film. Yeah, that that rivetingly average film. Yeah, aggressively average film. <laughs> Extremely aggressively average, yes. That's okay. a lot of average. It is. <laughs> so a lot has come out, and unfortunately, some movies came out at a strange time last week, so we weren't able to record. So this, right. so this show is going to be jam-packed, a lot of content here, a lot of shows and movies we're going to talk about. So I don't want to waste too much time. Mm-hmm. First, we're going to get into some TV stuff. So, okay. number one, Game of Thrones. Okay. So, uh. so <laughs> this is going to be an interesting show because some of us have seen things the other ones have not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for me, I have never watched Game of Thrones. I've only watched the scene where the mountain fights some guy and then he smashes <laughs> the guy's head. I saw that scene because that was memed and talked about a long yeah. time ago. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and what's the other scene that you've seen, Brendan? Do it lighten us all. Okay, yeah, we talked about this before the show. Uh-huh. So um, a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week, I don't remember when this came out, mm-hmm. but everyone was talking about the dragon finally came and like destroyed King's Landing and I saw some memes about it, political memes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fine, I'll check it out. So without any context, I literally just watched uh, that white woman ride the dragon and burn King's Landing. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say what I told you before the show. That is like watching the Death Star explode, but no other part of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> like really? <laughs> yeah, I have no context. I'm just watching people She's get burned alive. Yeah. So I mean. What, Here's the thing. Yes, what did you up? think of that, watching that? Like, I, I can't like, imagine to w- what it would be like to watch that with no context, as I've watched the show since day one and I've read all the books. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it's like to watch just that scene with no context. I was oh, no, just it like... Could, it could be like... Yeah. Oh, no, you know, I mean, it looked, it looked well done. <laughs> you know? Uh, people were being burned alive by a dragon that looked pretty pretty good okay written by a white woman yeah yeah because you you had to flag that which i i get it yeah i was like fine Um, you know i kind of looked at that scene uh that that particular scene just because of the real politic i joked i joked uh with a friend of mine who's also you know uh a friend of mine from the university of alabama Mm -hmm. and i said you know what that's exactly like white women voting for this anti-abortion bill they're just gonna flame everybody else but they're still gonna (laughs) ride that dragon though True. Politics aside, uh, I don't know how I felt about the end of Game of Thrones, full stop. You're a watcher of Game of Thrones also. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how I felt about it at all. I am still trying to process. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it to see if I really hate it as much as I think I do. But I no, wasn't. I can, yeah, I can tell I you unequivocally, yeah. I, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just. I mean, it's like, it was like drinking a good carbonated beverage and then all of a sudden it just goes flat with no explanation yeah that's, that's a, really yeah. how i felt and i was just, i just turned off the, the the tv and went and did something else i, I didn't really? really i didn't really obsess over it too much i was like yeah mm, yeah this is what happens when you mm-hmm. know your writing for the show mm-hmm. outruns the content this is true i agree know? with and that definitely yeah, so i just, just was kind of yeah. like I, and, and honestly in all honesty mm-hmm. i expected nothing less 
than that. Right. To be really? honest with you, okay. I just I really mm. expected this just to be mm. kind of a shit show at the end. Mm. So mm-hmm. I didn't at first, but when we got to the third episode of the season and really nothing had been done, yeah, uh, I was started to worry about it. And I didn't love the choice of who was on the Iron Throne at the yeah. end either. I mean, really. King Brand the Broken. I'm sorry, this is spoiler territory, but you know it's been out for a couple of weeks. I'm sure don't people know have already. yeah, exactly. Seen this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, King sure. Brand the Broken. I mean, come on now. First of all, you just gonna call him King the Broken for his entire reign? That's ridiculous. Number one, and then number two, this is the dude who knows everything. He's the Three Eyed Raven. You're telling me this dude who knows everything just casually let Daenerys leave Winterfell alive to go commit genocide against half his country? Are yeah. you serious? It just stopped making sense from an emotional beat. But the acting was amazing. The performances were amazing. Yeah. The visual effects were amazing. There's that last shot of Daenerys walking up right. with the dragon wings behind her. That's incredible. That yeah. is like one of the top cinematic moments in recent TV history, I thought. I should watch that. Yeah. You should, but not just that. I watched this um, the Screen Junkies uh, recap. Mm. And so I casually clicked on it. And then I saw that the recap was like 47 minutes. Yeah. And so I got into like minute three. And it was like all these crazy names. I think you know. There's that <laughs> meme going around. Like if you if you can pronounce this Daenerys crazy white Targaryen. lady's name, then you can you can pronounce. <laughs> yeah. You know, stop Lequisha. calling her the crazy white lady. Come on now. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I meant I meant I, I meant her crazy name. Okay. That's what I meant. I don't know anything about this character at all. All right. Well, I mean, it's not inaccurate. It's just mean. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying she's crazy. Her name is crazy. Okay. She's crazy. But yeah, yeah. She is. I have no intention of watching this show. I'm sorry, uh, and especially enough. now that everyone's so pissed off about the, mm. you know, that's the whole thing mm. of like, you know, you watch, you you dedicate your time to yeah. a show for a long, like, you know, Walking Dead, mm. yeah. right? You get invested. It was cool. You're invested, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, it just starts going to the crapper, and mm-hmm. everyone's, I mean, Star Wars, yeah. right? Yeah, true. Sure. This is this is like the last Jedi now of. Of the day, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems it what it seems, and and of course those guys are yeah. writing a new trilogy, right? Right. For, oh, it doesn't for Star I, Wars. I was really hoping they were going to stop. I really was. I mean, they've. I don't know where they can go. They. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know well, where they can go from about here. The rumor on the street right now yeah. is that they're going to bring the Knights of the Old Republic timeline right mm-hmm. into the cinematic universe. Which I, mm-hmm. I, I'll say this: like the Knights of the Old Republic was a very good computer right. game series, right. and mm-hmm. and again. I harken back to the old, you know, days. Not to get too far off of it, mm-hmm. but when Lucas Arts was putting out really good right. Star Wars mm-hmm. content before they got bought out, Rogue right. Squadron mm-hmm. too. Yeah, Rogue Squadron. There was right. the you know, Rogue yeah. Squadron, X Wing, mm-hmm. Pod Racer, Tie Fighter, mm-hmm. Tie Fighter. I mean, th- those mm-hmm. were some amazing games. Yeah. And you know, when they started actually doing the the you know mm-hmm. MMORPGs, mm-hmm. they started doing the um, you know the the expanded universe. Mm-hmm. They were putting out really good content. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that do we really need to see that? And if these guys are going to write it, right? You know, I don't know. Are no, no, no. So, so really? it isn't yeah. those guys who are going to write it. Oh, they're oh, writing okay. a different trilogy. Ah. I think there are at this point three that are in motion. There's the one by Ryan Johnson, right? Which may or may not work. I don't know what's going to happen with that. And then there's the one. There's the trilogy by the Game of Thrones people, mm-hmm. right? And then there's the trilogy. The plan really by like this lady who who will be like the mm-hmm. first female writer since Empire Strikes Back. Mm, wow, Ooh. I wish they I mean, would she's, either go she's, back she's, to the. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. She's writing one Knights of the Old Republic mm-hmm. film with a potential for a trilogy. That's mm-hmm. how it's being. So they're gonna give it a test about right now. Right. Okay. Which is 
I guess a good as good an idea as any. Yeah. But I wish they'd either go back to the old school novels because they had really good stories. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or, or that they would just give it some space to breathe mm-hmm. and like wait until you get until somebody gets some inspiration because it really they really are just making these to fill in the space, yeah, the financial space of Star Wars. They forcing are forcing it. Yeah, ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> pun intended. I am sure. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I guess also it's just that um, the problem is that. Star Wars at its heart is just a fairy tale set in a very unrealistic space setting. And they're really trying hard to make this both like high fantasy and high sci-fi at the same time with these newer ones. And it doesn't work because that's not what Star Wars is at its heart. It's just a really silly fairy tale Mm. in space, but not really space. space. Yeah, it's a space. Exactly. It's a space opera with a really simple story and really simple stock characters. But they've gotten away from that. Mm. I wish they would just stop being so self-conscious and go back to that just tell the simple story yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah okay Mm -hmm. we have a lot to cover so i want to keep going so away from game of thrones let's talk about a movie that i think we all saw yeah and that was see you yesterday which was a black film Mm -hmm. on netflix Mm -hmm. about two black teens who discover Mm -hmm. time travel Right. right Really, really cool. I don't have the names of the actors off the top of my head. Um, I actually may have them already pulled up. Oh, cool. Um, the actors that are actually in this, uh, give me a moment. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's uh, Eden Duncan Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, of Who was course, very good. It was, she mm-hmm. was excellent. She, yeah. was, she excellent. was great. She was really good. Michael J. Fox. Of course, had that great cameo. That, that was really cameo, good. Yeah. Which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dante Critchlow. Mm-hmm. Was that the... The friend was that the friend or the brother? I think that was the brother. Uh, um, good I, from what mm-hmm. I understand, uh, no, that was the friend. No, it was a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That was a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stro, Stro was in it. Um, I honestly don't know who that is. Sorry. Uh, he has been in a mm-hmm. few other films. He was actually, I think, the first time I saw him in a film mm-hmm. was in the Liam Neeson uh, crime thriller, uh, A Walk Amongst the Tombstones. How did he emerge unscathed? A movie with Liam Neeson. I know exactly right. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, how did you guys feel about the movie? Uh, I liked it. I really liked it. I thought it was really good. I've seen a lot of complaining about the end of the movie, but I liked all of it. I thought it was a really well-told story. I love the characters. I love the context. It was like a sci-fi version of The Hate You Give, and I yeah. really enjoyed that, wow, actually. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's a really good... That's yeah. actually a really good... Uh, I, yeah. I am in the camp that mm-hmm. wasn't in love with the ending mm. i feel like if it was going to be like a s- series maybe like mm-hmm. maybe that was the start of a pilot mm-hmm. then that would have been really cool mm-hmm. but just to end it on that was like yeah uh, i kind of invested a bit into this for uh, it to be to it to end that way mm-hmm. personally right. mm-hmm. um but i thought everything leading up to it was really cool obviously the effects there this was a very low budget movie mm-hmm. right. the the effects were almost like early 90s uh, <laughs> TV show budget. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But I forgave it because the acting was yeah. great. The acting was amazing. And just, it was really well put together. They used kind of that old school movie magic to yes. really yeah. tell a good story. It really had that, you know, aside from the, the Meteor Man right. uh, budget. <laughs> where they had no, Meteor Man had a better budget oh, than dear. that. Then what I'm saying is like, yeah. I mean like the comparison to like the actual mm-hmm. visual. You know what this reminded remind me of? When they went in time, it reminded me of Chrono Trigger. Like Chrono how, like, like, yeah. like, like sixteen bit, like how bad, 
it looked it was really? it was bad yeah. i guess i you know i'm not averse to a little bit of cheesy effects it doesn't bother me i mean i wasn't angry about it but i was like wow this is yeah. this is this yeah. is cheesy. this is this is yeah bargain mm-hmm. basement but it kind of fitted it's with like you know they're very kind of cheap like swap meet time machines too i mean honestly i kind of like that yeah <laughs> it kind of fit yeah, I mean, sometimes you gotta do quantum leaps on a budget, right? Right, exactly. Can so. we? Can I talk about my favorite part of, that, of this movie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the black mother. So, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know the, the the girl's name, but she came home a little late, mm-hmm. and her 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 mom is doing her friend's hair. Mm-hmm. She says, "Oh, you're you're late, but you still gotta do the, those dishes." Mm-hmm. And her brother is making fun of her, like mm-hmm. behind her mom's back, mm-hmm. and 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 the girl. Like, like sucks her teeth like mm-hmm. at him mm-hmm. and the mom thought it was at her oh yeah I remember <laughs> that and that yeah. mom and her friend stops and gives her that look yes yeah. I watched this movie uh, with my girlfriend mm-hmm. and she didn't understand because I was mm-hmm. sitting there like oh god uh-huh. what's about to happen because uh-huh. the movie kind of lingered on that look mm-hmm. for yeah. a little longer than I thought they would yeah. and I had to pause it I had to explain to my girlfriend uh, what, what just happened. that what's look meant because right. right. like mm-hmm. she just put the fear of God into that girl because immediately she starts going oh no mommy not you exactly yeah. like my, she did not understand mm-hmm. uh, that was great that was, yeah. I, was, that was I, I actually rewinded a few times just to sh- I was it scared me yeah. I, I was like I was like, this a, it's a horror film now mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no I think that I think it was you know I just really like the fact that uh, it it took sci-fi um, and, and you take and put the blackness and you wrap the blackness oh, around yeah. it mm-hmm. that's, that's my favorite part about it is that you bring um a, a genre that has always been classically and, and you can look throughout the annals of you know great sci-fi mm-hmm. has always been pushed and promulgated by uh you know people of color particularly black people right very right? much so um the thing is is that it's always been predominantly written starred with the protagonist always being you know mm-hmm. uh, uh you know people that aren't of color usually white mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um and i really like the fact that it bought that you know the the whole idea of the science is down to that level mm-hmm. and yeah. even though you know the the whole thing you always get the conundrum with time travel right of like course. time travel is always such a conundrum mm-hmm. but i really like the fact that they they included you know youngsters and and that's mm-hmm. that's the feel good that i got out of the movie um i thought it was really well done the ending eh. but Overall, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think just even them being youngsters, they weren't like Steve Urkel's. Right, they were exactly. like, they were just yeah. like down. Mm-hmm. Kids, they were regular person yeah. slang. Mm-hmm. They were cool. They didn't mm-hmm. make a, a silly romance through with the friends. They were just yeah. friends. Right. Like, they didn't turn mm-hmm. into a trope. Right. Yes, I love the Puerto Rican wannabe boyfriend. That was yeah, good. he was <laughs> yeah. cool. I liked him. Man. He <laughs> yeah. was cool. Uh-huh. But yeah, it was fun. They were just regular kids. <laughs> regular really smart kids making yeah. a time machine with a real problem that they were trying to solve it was right. really really well written i like yeah, that part it was of done. it, it was i'm not well. averse to an open ending either so i did i guess that's why i wasn't as bothered by the ending i mean it, <clears throat> i thought it was appropriate to leave it ambiguous because mm. the bigger question there really is what do we do yeah you know so i like that it left it open sure mm-hmm. i just like that there are more films being made about black people that are mm-hmm. just because you're smart doesn't make you like an, Ur- an Urkel stereotype, mm-hmm. you know, Miles Morales from mm-hmm. Spider Verse. Yeah. I thought that was really, really great. That's mm-hmm. important. Um, you know, I think that that it's really good to see that, and, and even though it's always been something that's pushed, and, and you know, I guess to to kind of plug my own mother. My mother's worked for NASA for 
pretty much my entire life. Mm-hmm. And so I was always, a, you know, surrounded by, you know, other people of color that were always in the sciences, mm-hmm. in literal rocket sciences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got to meet Mae Jemison on a regular basis. Cool. I got to meet like these really, you know, superstars of, of uh, the science field mm-hmm. that were people that were brown, that were yeah. black, that were Muslim like me, yeah, yeah. or that were, mm-hmm. you know, Hindus, or that mm-hmm. people that were agnostic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was always, but the thing about that is, it's always you, you, there's always this layer that you can't really connect when it's people that don't come from privilege, right? When you uh, get to a certain level, right? Okay. It's like okay, well, how can I get to that mm, when mm-hmm. I'm coming from this? And even though mm. a lot of those people did mm-hmm. come from meager means, mm-hmm. how do I get to that point? Like, how is right. it that I'm going to make this quantum leap from being mm-hmm. in you know uh, a, a situation where I do come from you know less mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. to being you know a graduate from you know Caltech yeah. and then getting into to, to NASA or getting into that yeah. you know the halls of power yeah. to actually do these types of things yeah. right um, bringing it down yeah. to that level and actually making it just what it is mm-hmm. is really cool to me yeah. it is you're right yeah and I think that it's really relatable especially for young blurs because yeah. a lot of people are just at that stage where they're trying to figure that kind of thing out. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, I, I totally agree. Another film that I want to talk about, but I can't talk in too much depth about, is Rim of the World. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, Draper actually put us on it in the group mm-hmm. chat, and I right. checked out about 15 minutes of it, and I yeah. want to finish it with uh, my girlfriend uh, this weekend if possible, but it's pretty much Independence Day meets the Goonies, as he said. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you off the bat, it's wow. funny. Okay. Okay, I gotta check this out. Um, yeah, I've was, never yeah. watched the Goonies, so I don't really have any context for that. Yeah, but it's, it's a kid adventure. Yeah. Okay. Um, but wait, time out. Hold up. You've no, never seen the Goonies. No time for it. But he's seen Yell exactly it. five the five worst minutes of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Yo, even our, look, even our engineer, even our engineer, you guys can't. He's not mic'd up. Our engineer is over here like losing his shit right now. Now hold up, you've never seen the Goonies. <laughs> you know what? My mom, I mean, I don't know if she listened to that, but I remember one time I told my mom that she said, I feel like I failed you as a mother. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> um, I mean, let's, come let's, on. let's not do it. You, you all can yell at me in the comments. It's fine. Let's, I'm, let's, I'm going to let we, you we slide. Have, we, have, we have a lot, a lot of things to cover. Anyway, um, really cool cast. Uh, you got a black brother. Uh, there's just, and he's like, he's like his super rich black guy, uh, black, like, teenager mm. yeah he's like from like he's all tough and hard and mm-hmm. where things go on you realize that he's really full of shit um <laughs> okay there's uh this chinese girl and she's my favorite character mm-hmm. she's just badass as nails yeah. doesn't say shit but just gets it done mm-hmm. i really like her a lot and uh the counselors so they essentially all these kids are gathering for this camp Mm-hmm. and the, there's like counselors and i haven't seen really a camp movie in a long time i love yeah, do they still movies. make camps yeah. right yeah and it it, it kind of took me out but like these like there's like some like wisecracking uh counselors it's, it's black i don't know his name but he was hilarious yeah. um he was he was doing this black handshake in front of in front of this white kid and he goes you see that this camp's all about you know sharing, sharing our culture you know black culture you know what i'm saying but you, you can't do that handshake though <laughs> <laughs> And then later on, you know, they're, they're like talking. He goes, good job, my man. And he puts his hand out to the handshake. Mm-hmm. And the white kid's like, I thought I couldn't do that. He goes, you're right. I was testing you. <laughs> wow. And like, Okay, I've got to see this now. This is yeah. just very clever. Okay. It's funny. It's okay. funny. They curse. Like, it's, I thought it was a kid's, a kid's mm-hmm. thing, but it's, it's not for mm-hmm. kids. It's like a hard, mm-hmm. like, PG-13. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's real cool. Anyway, check that out, because I will.
Moving on, we're going to go to Godzilla. Godzilla! I didn't see this, so I'm really curious as to what you guys have to say about it. So you said that you're not really a big fan of It's not that I'm not a big fan of Godzilla. I just don't care much for any of the new ones that I've seen Mm. or the bits of the new ones that I've seen. I grew up watching the old school black and white Japanese original Godzillas. Yeah, the old kaiju ones, which I really liked a lot, but I don't. I think that they were very much a product of their time. I don't really see what making new ones adds to the genre, to be honest. I I'm gonna add too that I I don't have a deep connection to this franchise. I also watched the OG movie, mm-hmm. and I remember I watched uh, you know they were on AMC a lot all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I watched the Son of Godzilla, where like you know right. mm-hmm. Godzilla was like <laughs> yeah. my son's a a, a loser. Like, I got like mm-hmm. toughen him up, and he would like abuse him to like make him fight and things. <laughs> that was really weird. But did you ever kid, watch you know, Gamera? Gamora? No, I haven't uh-huh. watched. I've only watched uh, the Thirty Three King Kong. Oh yeah. gosh, okay. I watched that weird like seventies sequel where like he died, but they brought him back they, with oh, a weird yeah. heart transplant oh, or gosh. something. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, really yeah. strange. It was like Linda Hamilton was in it. it was yeah, weird. yeah, it was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I of course I watched the ninety eight movie. Yeah, I still remember the quote. Where they were like, "It's asexual." That's and, the uh, oh yeah, and and then, and then right. she was like, "Where's the fun in that?" Yeah, the, that's the one with Matthew Broderick. Okay, yes. that one I did see. I took and, my uh, Leon the up. professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. We, he was the best thing in the movie. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Um, I will say that like growing up, we would uh, and and you know on Saturday mornings, Saturday mornings we would watch. Of course, you'd get up and you know mm-hmm. play, watch cartoons, eat breakfast, and then about eleven, eleven thirty, you know, it switches to regular programming, which mm-hmm. was meant for usually for me. I'm going outside to go do stupid shit. <laughs> so I remember usually around that time was when they would show like a lot of the you know old classic, really cheesy ass movies, mm-hmm. and so we would start watching, you know, Godzilla. I remember mm-hmm. we saw uh, Gamora. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. We saw uh like uh, like the, the you know uh Godzilla versus versus Mothra. Yes. Yes. All uh-huh. those. And all we of those, we yeah. got into mm-hmm. it because it was just so funny to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like the same effects that we saw then were just kind of like somewhat upgraded a little bit for like the Power Rangers. Yeah. Mm, that's um, true. That's so it, it we got into it because of because of that right. Uh-huh. Um. But then you know when they started to try to reboot it and the the ninety eight version. You know the '98 version. I I kind of want to just kind of wipe my mind of that, mm-hmm. but the soundtrack was pretty dope. Right. Yeah, yeah. it was. The soundtrack was had dope. some good tunes. Um, the Brian Cranston, uh, the the one that was what this was 2014. 2014. Mm-hmm. It was right. directed by Gareth Edwards, who I believe also did Rogue One. Right. Oh, that's yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. That's right. Dude. Not that bad. No, I liked it. It, it was really? it was actually not that bad. It was actually huh. pretty decent. The only right. the only problem I think the common criticism is it dwelled too much on the human drama and yeah. it took too long to show Godzilla mm-hmm. and to get to like the real action. Mm-hmm. Um so this new movie is directed by Michael Doherty. Yeah. I believe that's how to pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Uh he did the horror movie Trick or Treat back in two thousand and seven. Have you all seen that movie? No. I actually never saw that. Yeah, yeah I never saw it. And more recently, uh, Grampus, which is about, it's like a Christmas demon. Oh. Yes, mm-hmm. the Krampus. Yes. Yeah, the Krampus. Uh-huh, the cr- <laughs> the Krampus. <laughs> he has a thing for like terrible uh, holiday themed horror movies. Yeah. Oh, like. oh, wait for it. Okay. He's also credited as a screenwriter for high profile nerd movies, X2, which was good. Not yeah, that was bad. really good. Yeah, yeah. Was However, good. he also did Superman Returns 
get the and X Men Apocalypse. Mm. This is his, this is a really uneven resume. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. I don't think he's I don't know if he's the primary writer for those, but mm-hmm. he's credited as a screenwriter for it. So he's like a C student right now. Right. Yeah. Mm. So I didn't know this before going into the movie. So I watching this trailer, I only had kind of kind of neutral expectations. They weren't good or bad mm-hmm. for this movie. So how big was the budget for this film? This movie was. 200 million yeah. okay so they gave a c student a 200 million dollar budget to make a godzilla movie that's been made several times before okay <laughs> but i mean looking at the estimates right now it looks like it's going to pay off yeah okay um, yeah. so let's just get into the movie because i don't want right, right. to well, too mm-hmm. long so this movie kicks off uh about five or so years after the first film 2014 right um madison is played by uh 11 uh millie ah, bobby okay. brown uh she lost her brother during the 2014 fight in san francisco Mm -hmm. and that tragedy split the family and uh who cares this is a monster movie okay and the director makes it very clear from the first 10 minutes that monsters will be front and center of this movie okay that's good they definitely are yeah um to me like really hats off to the entire production team here because you can tell how much heart went into this movie uh the monster designs are awesome you saw in the trailer but just seeing them on the theater, you have to see it to to really understand mm-hmm. just how majestic they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, every introduction to these monsters are jaw dropping. Uh, the effects for the monsters are cool. Mm-hmm. The sound effects. Um, yeah. Ghidorah is the main antagonist of Godzilla. He's he's a huge dick. <laughs> yeah. um, one of my favorite parts of the movie. This is not quite a spoiler because you you see that he shoots lightning mm-hmm. in the trailer. Yeah. Um, so when he first shows up, these shoulders start sh- shooting at at him and. You know, it's like it's like a three-headed uh, mm-hmm. beast, mm-hmm. and they're kind of you know just kind of tanking it and kind of snapping at the soldiers, and then one one of the heads kind of like nudges the other guys like yo yo, <laughs> back up back up back up back up back up, let's, and they just charge up mm-hmm. their lightning and just vaporize these dudes. But it was like Mm-mm. they were it was like he was kind of laughing yeah. at them. It oh was, wow, it was awesome. Yeah. Okay, it was awesome. So the effects are good. The Great. action Quite is good. good. Okay, yeah. and. The cinematography to illustrate the scale <clears throat> was amazing. Uh, if you do choose to see this movie, uh, it needs to be seen in IMAX. Oh, oh no doubt, really? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, some of the shots, okay. some of the Rene shots. I, yeah, we okay. agreed hands down. If you're gonna see this, if you have access to an IMAX uh, theater nearby, m- make that move because it's yeah. it, it. You'll you'll thank yourself for it. Okay, just gorgeous shots. Uh, my eyes were widened a mm. number of times mm. throughout. All right. Um, I wish the trailer left out some of the shots. Yeah. For so I could be surprised in the theater. Ah. But obviously that trailer was effective because it made me interested to actually go see this right. movie. Okay. Right. I, I'd say you know to piggyback off of what B said, it's just uh, I also went in with this expectation of no expectations. Like I I honestly had you know I've seen the previous. Uh, films from from the Godzilla franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd seen Skull Island. Skull Island, which was the lead up to this film, was uh, I'd say it was middling. Um, yeah, there were okay. some really I'd say you know, I, I give it a, a BC average as okay. far as the film itself. Had a great cast. A lot of it didn't deliver on you know the way that it ended primarily, and then it was just a very slow paced movie. Really? It was. Oh. It was a very slow paced movie yeah. uh, to the point where it was just like, mm, can we just get on with it? Right. Um, okay. This, however, just exceeded my expectations of no expectations whatsoever. Hmm. Like it really, mm-hmm. uh, it delivered. 
if you're looking for a movie that is front and center a a you know all out balls out brawl between you know monsters this is it it's really good okay. uh you know it, it go in for that a lot of it there's a lot of uh commentary mm-hmm. that that piggybacks off of uh uh climate change oh, um really? so watch okay. for that but i will say by far i definitely give it a, a b plus really yeah that actually has me intrigued to watch it i mean what you guys have said wow so, just to piggyback off what uh sky said I mean, in the short, do I recommend this movie? Absolutely. Um, if you're a fan of monster movies, particularly Godzilla, there's no question that you'll enjoy this. Uh, if you've never been on board with this genre, then this probably isn't going to change your mind. It's kind of like the Fast and the Furious movies, right? Yeah. Um, you're either huh, okay. there for the ride or you're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are there are general themes, like he said, uh, environmental themes, but you shouldn't look for anything particularly deep yeah. in a mm-hmm. Godzilla monster movie. Like you. <laughs> On its own, in, uh, on its own terms, mm-hmm. does it succeed? I think absolutely. Yeah, hmm. for sure. Um, go ahead. No, I, it sounds. It actually really sounds interesting the way you guys are describing it. But the most interesting thing is, I had no idea that Skull Island, that 2014 Godzilla movie, and this movie were all connected. Are yeah. they actually sequels to each other? Yeah, they're trying to kind of make a universe now. Really, and so I had no at idea. The, they had a kind of stinger at the end of Skull mm-hmm. Island where mm-hmm. they had like old caveman drawings of. Mm-hmm. Godzilla fighting King Kong. Yeah, and then even legends. in this movie, they kind of oh. sprinkle that in a little really? bit too mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, that's that's an interesting idea. Okay, It I mean, links together mm-hmm. well. I mean, yeah. they had a Godzilla versus King Kong they film did. long ago. Yeah, so, so I yeah. could see that coming back. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just surprised, I guess. I'll see if they're, if they're trying to turn this into a cinematic universe on its own. If they keep with the formula they have right now, and especially with what I saw from Godzilla mm-hmm. uh, last night, I think they'll they'll make their money. Okay. Um, yeah. I th- I think that the, that if they don't try to get too deep with it, if they don't try to um, overdo the you know the human drama of it, mm. and they really kind of take this formula that they had with Godzilla from 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 what they have now, mm-hmm. they might do all right. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about that human drama. I did sidestep it for jokes, but the drama was a little more memorable and mm. better balanced in the first film. There were no poor performances. Millie, Bobby Brown, Eleven, mm-hmm. she was in a lot of the trailer, but she really didn't have much to do here. Right. But she was fine. Her parents were fine. Um, Kim Watanabe yeah. mm-hmm. is always great. Uh, always he lends his, his spiritual voice. It makes me, listening to him, it's like, why wasn't he the ancient one in Doctor Strange? Yeah, no kidding. <sighs> because they were trying to avoid accusations of racism only oh, to do things geez. that open them up to accusations of racism. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, they, it's like it's like going to going to slap somebody and then yeah. just slapping yourself. Exactly. But you know the the thing that that I love the most about this and this again you know with these movies a lot of the supporting cast always ends up falling flat. There were some really good uh supporting performances in, in mm. this in this film. And again mm-hmm. understand it's a it's a monster flick mm-hmm. it, like, from start to finish. The yeah. action's really good. Cool. But the supporting, uh, uh, the supporting actors were really good. Mm-hmm. A lot of really uh, kick-ass women in this film. Mm. A lot of like, kick-ass brown and black women in this film. Oh, okay. So, Interesting. Yeah, we were, we were talking about it throughout the movie. Like, wow, wow, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Oh. Wow. So okay. first woman we saw was uh, CCH Pounder, who if you really? don't know, for, 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 for folks who don't know, for me, I only knew her as Amanda Waller from the Amazing Justice League cartoon. Yeah. But she's ah. but she's like, she's just a judge. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah. but her voice is awesome. And she mm-hmm. was just there. She was she was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was the first part. And then 20 minutes in, we noticed there was a black 
female pilot. Yeah, she mm. was a she was a VTOL pilot. She and was I, yeah, Austrian okay. pilot. Okay. And yeah. I'm kind of sitting there cynical, like, oh, she's gonna say, you know, permission to land, and mm-hmm. then that's be that'll be her lines. Mm-hmm. Then she lands. Everyone gets out, and there's uh, Aisha Hines. Is that her name? Yeah, Aisha Hines. Yeah, I, yeah, think, I don't I think know. She's a she's a dark skinned. Uh, mm-hmm short-haired mm-hmm. uh black woman mm. and she was the colonel like the leader of of the military operation wow yeah. they're finally casting us in and movies. she and the thing is is that <laughs> she mm-hmm. she kept everything together yeah mm. like she really had i mean she really killed it okay. yeah and and from from the way that she was you know dramatized mm-hmm. it, and it wasn't like there was no tropes that's what i love the most at about all okay. there were no tropes mm-hmm. there was no you know uh, stereotypical had, yeah. sassy black woman oh, like okay. speak and she was really I mean she kept her military bearing okay. she was keeping it together mm. and it was dope just for that I'll see the movie it honestly. was dope yeah. Yeah. yeah okay cool of course you had uh, Ice Cube's son in there yep O'Shea Jr. <laughs> we still don't know his name but O'Shea okay, Jr. Yeah, okay. He was, yeah. O'Shea Jr. Yeah. and he and he I mean he he mm-hmm. had a uh, you know he didn't have a whole lot of speaking mm-hmm. lines but he was in a predominantly large amount of the shots okay yeah, Good. and he mm-hmm. he plays part well. He's fine. Yeah. Uh, then there was also I can never say her name. Uh, Zhi Zhang Zhi Zhang Zhi. Oh, Zhang oh, Zhi. Zhang, yeah, mm-hmm. Zhang Zhi. Zhang Zhi. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. this is my first time hearing her speak English. She, yeah. spoke, she spoke English the whole time. Oh, really? Yes. Wait, what has she been? Oh, actually, you know, she was in that uh, the Cloverfield movie, but she spoke she spoke Chinese the Chinese whole time. time. So exactly, yeah, you're yeah. right. Actually, thinking about it, um, okay. they never explain what her exact role is except for obviously to bring in chinese box office dollars but uh <laughs> yeah but but, okay. but sky and i will agree she had the best line in the movie mm. <laughs> i literally pumped my fist in the air i it was awesome okay yeah. it was a great surprise too wow okay yeah. it was huh. great well, um you guys are really just encouraging me to see this okay. yeah i'm telling well you yeah um, i might actually go check it out my only gripe and me and sky sky talk about this in the movie and outside of it but there were some crazy character choices at the very beginning, Eleven's mother, she's a scientist who's like working with Monarch, who are kind mm-hmm. of this company that are monitoring these beasts, these titans. Mm-hmm. She brings her daughter down to witness the hatching of Mothra. They go down deep into like, uh, it's already dangerous enough to go into like this like kind of Mayan like temple of yeah. traps, but they go into this place to witness this thing hatching. And one of the scientists is like excited. Like they're all like, you know, a hundred meters from this thing, this mm-hmm. giant titan. They don't know what's going to come out of it. And they're like, oh man, we're excited. She, It's like, she wants to be born. And I'm like, why are you all so chipper yeah. about this? Yeah, right. I'd be terrified. Yeah. And to bring your daughter into it. Right. Because obviously it's a monster movie and yeah. things don't, always go good in these right. movies Never. it's not like they know that though they're not like oh we're in a monster movie watch out no but they're i'm not like, genre savvy is what no, i'm saying no i get it but i'm okay. like you're still bringing your daughter into the hatching of a monster yeah. a mm. titanic monster that you know not that you know very little about mm. yeah fair I mean, enough so that was crazy to me yeah there was a there was a sacrifice near the end of the movie that i also kind of scratched my head about mm. don't want yeah. to don't want to go too deep into that but yeah. um and we talked about the the theme of climate of climate crisis and just human mm-hmm. activity in the destruction of the earth yeah. um leading us to giant moths and lizards but okay right yeah <laughs> but bear, but but, right. but yeah. hear me out yeah, yeah, okay, okay but let okay, me finish okay. but, right. but, <laughs> but there's some there were some problems with the movie uh i tweeted uh the real villains of this movie are white people oh jeez um 
we're gonna get angry letters because no today you just—I mean, just look, look, look. Lena I mean, Boff, there's been there's been a theme for, no, really. over the past several years where people do atrocious things mm. in the name of rebalancing nature. Mm. I think it was in like a, a Mission Impossible movie. Mission Impossible. Uh, it was in this movie. Yeah. There's there's a few movies where it's just kind of becoming a cliche now. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and this time it's in the form of using these titans, to which rebalance nature. Yeah, and it's just like it's such a ridiculous plot. Like if you have seemingly limitless money and resources to monitor and contain these things why not just invest it in right the to renewables just, into into you know environmental stewardship yeah, cause, yeah. I mean, the minute right. you said that i thought pray tell how does a giant moth rebalance nature it would be like if tony stark and bruce wayne combined their wealth and instead of you know investing it into the world mm -hmm. they were like we're just going to use our money to contain giant beasts and then eventually set them free to destroy everybody it was yeah. like you <laughs> know start over it doesn't make any sense you know the they wow. were like you know the fault of wars and the majority of pollution can be you know that responsibility that fault can be laid at the feet of an elite few yeah. but to be like it's all humans who are doing it it's it's such a it's a genocide it's genocidal wait, wait, yeah, that's the, yeah. and wow. it's okay and it's just it just lacks imagination i mean yeah. in game mm -hmm. i mean you know we loved in game mm -hmm. we loved infinity war but mm -hmm. really thanos you could have done a lot with your powers. I thought right. about it actually after mm -hmm. our show. You know, you could take all the planets that don't support life, mm -hmm. the stars that aren't mm -hmm. you know, supporting to, life, yeah, and support converting life. all that matter into resources for the people who are alive right now, mm -hmm. and then change their minds to actually take care of it without yeah. killing anybody. Right, totally. Um, so the idea of creating these massive titans to destroy Well, they're human not creating life? them. They're just, they already exist. They're, oh. they're unleashing them. Yeah, the, so wait, so the Wow. So people have this Thanos plan. This is the plot. The people have this Thanos that's, that's plan. A, that's a big part of the plot. That's actually the major part of the plot. That's crazy. Well, and, well, here's the thing, though. This is an imagination gap thing. It's kind of the same thing with Game of Thrones, where it's kind of like, we don't really know how to make the plot move along, so let's just kill things. That's yeah. not okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, it's hard for a movie studio to admit that as a corporation, there's only really a few who really need to be like guillotined mm -hmm. for what's causing our, our crises yeah, in the world. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, but luckily the silliness of that plot, even though it is a major plot point is not, it doesn't permeate the film that hard. It's yeah. really all about the monsters. Okay. Yeah. So I can ignore the politics is what you're no, saying. No. Yeah. That's totally, okay. I mean, yeah, you'll, it's, you'll scratch your head about it, but it's a okay. side note. Okay. I think the score will probably be the most underappreciated, Yeah. but I thought it was incredible. Bear McCreary was the composer. Have you heard, heard that name before? I have heard that name before. You know what he, um, he's done? I don't know what he's done, but he has come up in several circles that I do record with. Okay. He, for those who don't know, he has done some high-profile work uh, among them. The Walking Dead. Yes. He did Battlestar Galactica. Oh, no kidding. He did Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm -hmm. uh, the show Outlander and Black Sails, and he did last year's God of War. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, he's he's quite accomplished. That's and a especially lot. and just Battlestar Galactica by itself. Mm. I mean, the score for that for that series was just insanely good. Okay. It was really good. Mm. Um and that's probably one of the series that I'll probably end up going back to watch here very right. soon. Um because I think it's got a birthday coming up. I think so. Very soon. Um I, that was probably yeah. one of the best series of the early 2000s in my opinion. Mm. Okay. By far. Okay. By far, that that helped sci-fi really kind of get more bite after it. You know, SG one started to kind of wind mm, down. Mm, right, um, fair enough. You know, so that's 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 some major accolades uh, to to his mm. name. 
And it makes sense because the score was really good. Yeah, I just I thought the score really helped build tension when the monsters appeared mm. and fought. I think it helped also create that kind of sense of awe and, and wonder yeah. at these creatures. And I think fans of the original movies will also hear some of their favorite themes getting remixed. And that, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was dope. Mm, okay. I, I really liked Mothra. Just also this the sound design. Uh, Mothra kind of has like kind of a whale kind of mm-hmm. sound when when she makes noise. Mm-hmm. Just everyone, just everything sounded just great. Yeah. Like I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they got nominated for either special effects or visual effects. Like sound I, design. I think it as of right now, I think it it deserves okay to be talked about. Oh, that's sure. cool. Yeah, without a doubt. I yeah. think that 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 and then the way that they did the supporting casting was great like mm-hmm. it was it, it and it was and again it can be very easy for because this is one of those very cgi mm-hmm. special effects you know top heavy films and that's what's going to get you in the in the the theater right that being said you also want to have something to kind of keep it together um they were able to cast a really good uh, primary villain even though he doesn't have that large of a role as far as his speaking Right, but uh, Charles Dance. Charles Dance. Oh, Charles Dance. Yes, from, Tywin or Tywin Lannister. Yeah, Tywin yes. Lannister. Oh, cool. Um, I, he, I associated him with. He's the cat from the Golden Child. That he's the yeah. from Golden that's Child. That's right. He's yeah. brother Noomsi. Yes, yes, that's right. Brother Noomsi. Yes, brother Noomsi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's Does he say he wants the knife at any point? I want no. the yeah. knife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he doesn't, but he does. He 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 does. Uh, again, the guy is. Uh, he's made for these roles. He right. Um, the guy's just a very, very. He just has a brutal air about him. Okay. Yes. Um, and he is a ruthless guy. Okay. Um, and he comes in and he is, uh, basically, if, if ISIS was recruiting eco terrorists, this would be the guy. Good grief. Um, white okay. eco terrorists. Yeah. Well, you know what? They weren't all white. I think. No, not all of them. Um, but a majority of them the, are white. The ones that you that are prominent. It's it's mostly this. Group that looks like you know fascist eco terrorists. Oh jeez, Weiss's, okay. uh, yeah, Weiss's, right? <laughs> um, but again, his his performance, he did what he needed to do by yeah. not even speaking that much. Oh, really? Wow. Okay, interesting. He's a very good actor. Yeah, he's a very good actor. So I could see that. Excellent, excellent mm-hmm. actor, and, and and for him to to fill in a supporting role like this, mm-hmm. um, you know, I thought it was interesting because again, he is known for his very shrewd very very mm-hmm. you know cold demeanor really. right mm-hmm. um i understand in real life he's an absolute peach of a man yeah but uh yeah the the, the supporting cast i think was probably one of my favorite highlights mm. aside from everything else that by itself was like wow this actually was a decent film okay wow well consider me interested that's yeah definitely and from napalm mel to get her interested in something like that hey 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 come i on feel now. accomplished <laughs> to be fair she never said that she didn't dislike it she just you know yeah i just also didn't know true what to, yeah i mean i didn't know it just wasn't appealing to me and mm-hmm. you don't really have to watch the original film to Not appreciate this either so yeah. that's also a plus yeah which is um, good yeah so high recommendations from us check it out okay let's close things out with Brightburn, a movie nice. that Mel and I saw. Mm-hmm. So for those who don't know, mm-hmm. this is because it's it really didn't get a lot of marketing. It's a very low budget film. It I didn't. I need yeah. to look up the budget while, while we're talking about mm-hmm. this. But you talk, I'll look it up. Okay. So this movie is pretty much a kind of Elseworldsy. What if? If it kind of combines Superman and Dragon Ball. Mm. What if? 
that's an interesting perspective. Okay, you're right. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. You know, what Uh if, you know, in the beginning, you know, Dragon Ball, um, the Saiyans send their children out to planets to Mm -hmm. conquer them. Right. Right? This movie is about a boy landing in a small, uh, small town in somewhere America, and the parents take him in, just like uh, Ma and Pa Kent did. And when the kid reaches puberty, he starts going through changes, violent changes. So the movie just kind of follows him on that on that deadly path. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It the budget, by the way, according to uh, Box Office Mojo, was six million, and so Ooh, far wow. it's grossed something like ten billion. Is that what that says? That can't be right. That can't. I was be just right. thinking that can't. I don't know, but I this is the third side I've looked on, and they've all said the same thing, and that's what's confusing. What? Yeah, well, I don't think I I'm perplexed. <laughs> well, we'll 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 go that later. Yeah. So six six million sounds about right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty low budget, but the budget that they had was used really effectively. Absolutely. The really effective uses of things like gore and the special effects that were there were minimal but really well done. Yes, the main character is Brandon Breyer, mm-hmm. which I felt crazy just hearing my own name out <laughs> in the movie theater. <laughs> but uh, he's played by Jackson Dunn. Now. I saw that kid. I feel like I I just saw that kid. Do you guys know where he was in? Like what he, what he was in? No. He was the when in Endgame when they sent Scott back in time. He was the teenager that came back. That came back. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, say that again. So remember Endgame when yes. they did the time travel test and sent Scott back in time and he was a teenager. Oh, yeah. He was okay. a teenager. Okay. Yeah, okay. I get you now. Yeah, that was a brief so scene, that, but you're right. That that's him. Part. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as as Mel said, mm-hmm. first off, this is gorier than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Much gorier. It was basically a horror film after the initial setup. Like, yes. It yeah. turns real. It's a superhero film that turns into a horror film after you get the superhero origin. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically what if Superman was it wasn't a horror film this is exactly what it is which I think is really good. I'm looking it up now because I can't remember the name of the author of this short story but there years ago I had this book of short stories called mm-hmm. Superheroes that had been edited by John Varley the sci-fi author mm-hmm. and one of the short stories in there made such an impression on me it's called One of the Boys. And it's exactly this, Brightburn, but just a little farther along in the timeline. Oh, okay. It's the idea that, you know, Superman really isn't a human being. Right. Even if he decides he wants to fit in really well, what if he's just alien enough for him to always be a little bit uncomfortable and on edge? Yeah. Right. And that's kind of the so basically in this in the short story, one of the boys, uh, super this Superman like character has been able to fit in this whole time. He's but he's keeps his, his private life is really uncomfortable and kind of tortured. He's sort of an incel kind of character before incels were a thing. Yeah. Um, but an alien incel, which is worse, right? Wow, um, before that's scary. Yeah, very scary. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. Which is really very scary. scary. Yeah. Um, but when he's a superhero, that's when he feels like he knows the rules, right? So he gets along really well with other superheroes. Right. But one day, one of his kind of fans, he's kind of got all these fans who are almost like groupies, but he's not interested. He's not human, right? So one of his fans follows him home and like stages like some sort of attack. So he has to take her inside his house. And the minute she gets in there, she's like, it's really hot in here and it smells funny. What's going on? And that's when she realizes he's not actually a human being. Right. Right. And she, he kind of describes it the way that they describe it in Brightburn, that it's kind of like being one of those animals that looks just like another animal. Like, uh, like yeah, like monarch butterflies have those shadow butterflies that look just like them that aren't actually them. Mm-hmm. So 
to say what your point. So I mm-hmm. saw it twice actually. Yeah. So in school, he mm-hmm. talks about how there are some species of wasp mm-hmm. that will put their larvae their larvae into like an ant nest or different different mm-hmm. uh insect nest yeah. and mm-hmm. that larvae the the those insects will feed that larvae because mm-hmm. they believe it's one of theirs right and feed them until they're big enough to leave or attack mm-hmm. them etc right exactly so that's exactly what he is and the story is terrifying like i read it when i was maybe 14 or 15 and it stuck with me all this time right so when i saw the trailers for brightburn i thought oh my god it's one of the boys only he's a teenager basically because the story is terrifying at the end he basically does decide to kill this woman but he's an alien so the way he decides to do it is just really weird and really unsettling because he doesn't see himself as a part of humanity the only reason he does the superhero stuff is because that's the thing that's been presented to him that makes the most sense for him to do to fit in among humanity it's really a creepy story. That's actually quite disturbing when you it's, think about yeah, it. It's and very disturbing. And that's, a, yeah, so, yeah, exactly, wow. exactly. So that, that story really messed me up as a kid. And Brightburn yeah. is just that, only he's a teenager. He yeah. hasn't had time to grow up and wreak havoc that way yet. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I was really excited to see Brightburn for that reason. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, uh, my uh, a good friend of mine that also saw it, and mm-hmm. she's actually a film critic, mm. and she said that, um, you know, part of her review was, was actually looking at um, and actually taking it from a, a perspective of uh, a colonist. And mm. a colonist that actually, you know, comes to a much more primitive society. Mm-hmm. But... Is at a disadvantage because maybe they don't have all their supplies. Maybe they don't right. have, you know, maybe they don't even exactly know, you know, how they're going to make it. But mm-hmm. the, until they get to a certain point when they can recoup and recoup. Right. And then they want to get everything that you have mm-hmm. and take everything they have because they know they can do it. They'll just right. sit and wait. And that in and of right. itself is such an unsettling feeling. Right. And an unsettling thought. Because it's so relatable, even though yeah, this very is much so. so far away from yeah, you, know, you can totally see that in there as well. What could yeah, be, right. you know, you know, in the in the realm of, of possibility, mm-hmm. right. it's not something that's impossible. Because this kind of stuff mm-hmm. on a human level happens every bloody day. It really does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, sorry, the uh, name of the author of one of the boys I just found it is Lauren Swat Evans, who's another sci-fi fantasy mm-hmm. writer. Check that out. Yeah, yeah it's I'm, actually it's a I'm, really good. Uh, I'll very, say, I have uh, I have a copy you can borrow. Side note, um, as far as the actual domestic take in the States, the domestic take is actually uh, 10,713,474. Oh, good. But the international take Mm -hmm. so far, um, it's just about uh, three quarters of that. So its total take is about $18.5 million. Okay. That 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 makes a lot more sense. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. um, When I first watched the movie, I walked out of it. I enjoyed it. I think the second mm-hmm. time, I also enjoyed it. I think the gore was very effective. It wasn't too gratuitous. It was used very well. The horror elements, you know, sometimes Brandon's just out of focus or he's just in the background and you you, you, you blink and he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was used very well. I'm an absolute chicken heart. This movie scared the crap out of me. I yeah. had a hard time walking home later that night. I was looking at everybody sideways like, what are you doing? Are you, are you, do you have powers? Get away from me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think them not going too deep into where he came from and all that mm-hmm. possible lore that could have dragged the film down. They didn't do it. This film was relatively, it was short enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, 
I feel like there were some parts that were a little bit clunky. Yeah. Even though they didn't really describe why Brandon started freaking out. Mm-hmm. The way I mean, how it happened did terrify me because you're you're a parent, you're doing your best. Let's talk. You know what? I want to talk about just the kind of the absurdity of Superman. How can a a alien crash into 1938 Kansas and luckily not run into racist white parents? <laughs> and not become like some crazy right. uh, like white, white supremacist, supremacist. Well, that's exactly, but that's yeah. exactly what this movie is lampshading is that there's no way you would have a happy well adjusted you know you're going to get like a bible but bible but bible belt maniac yeah. if you do superman basically well mm-hmm. the thing is the parents in this film are pretty normal parents too they, the father was pretty normal the mother i have beef with but yeah yes <laughs> and we'll you know yeah we'll, we'll get mm-hmm. to that yeah. i i feel like she was one of those like <laughs> 53 white women who voted for Trump. Exactly. There was a moment when she yeah. got real Trump voterish towards yeah, the end. I'm I sure you know what I I'm talking about. I wouldn't mess yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they. I think overall, considering what they had on their hands, they tried their best mm. and it just didn't work out. I mean, I think sometimes there are families like that, right? That yeah. families who try their best, no matter what race they are, that they try to raise, raise a kid well and then they become monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Un- un- underneath their nose. They're this lying. They're lying. To tell them, yeah, I'm just going out, you know, to go hang out with, with the friends. And what are they doing? They're God joining some, some cult, exactly, yeah. doing drugs, doing something, mm-hmm. you know. It did. I think that was definitely a very real part of the horror. I thought it definitely highlighted a lot of. Uh, I think that there's a real difficulty and a real there's a lot of fears inherent in raising and mentoring young boys and young men that we don't really talk about openly as much as we should. I mean, there's a whole lot that's been made of kind of toxic masculinity to the point where it's almost become kind of a trope. But I think there is definitely a real like uneasiness to raising to raising boys and men that because there's the, the shifting position of gender roles in society is, I think, a lot harder for men to navigate than it is for women. Yeah. We don't talk about it. And I think that that was part of what this movie was playing off of in terms of horror. Now, I might be just projecting my own understanding of the, the social consciousness of the world onto this film, but I thought it really did a good job of exploring that issue. Mm. Absolutely. There's yeah. there's a scene, and mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to... It's not really a spoiler. I don't think there's much in the way... I think the spoilers are things you see, because I think the there's, general setup, you're going to know the plot. You're, you're going to know right. exactly what happens. I will yeah. say... Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie, it's kind of like Godzilla. It's like both of them. It's like, here's the setup. You run with it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where the father talks to his son about the birds and the bees. Because mm-hmm. they think because he's kind of changing and becoming crazy that maybe... It's got to do with his sex drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. maybe right. he mm-hmm. have, have a talk. But they didn't know that he had those powers yet. And so right. he's like, you know, hey, son, um, I'm sure mm-hmm. you're having these urges. And I want you to know that, you know, it's okay to act on those things sometimes and then the son's like like now it's like no no yeah. but you know anyway let's go back to hunting and he didn't really finish that talk yeah right. he, and, he could see he felt a little uncomfortable by the way it had went but he didn't really get into it any further he was like okay the kid's 12 let's just hunt you know yeah and so because he didn't finish that talk it led to a very disturbing thing yes a really scary scene like honestly there are moments that i think maybe you might not have picked up on because you're a dude but as a woman there are moments in that film where it's just like no 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 don't do that shit like there are some scary 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 moments that i'm talking about was probably to me Mm -hmm. one of the scariest parts of the movie very scary and the scene that that then leads to later uh 
Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah, that whole scene, because when you're, when I was watching it, I knew exactly how it was going to play. And all I'll say about it is this, because I can't spoil it for you. Every woman's been there. Every woman's been there. I mean, mm. not with such horrific consequences, but yeah. every woman's been there as a young girl. Because what do we get fed from the time that we're four years old on the playground is that if he's picking on you, he really likes you. If he's being weird around you, he really likes you. You just have to be nicer to him. Right. Right. So, yeah, that was terrifying, 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 terrifying. Um, kind of a, it's not a spoiler, but if they do do a sequel, because mm-hmm. this, is, this is a flip on Superman. Yeah, and they Superman, do kind of set it up at the end for some potential sequels. I kind of hope they don't go that way, well, but okay, they set it up. Yeah. Hear, hear me mm-hmm. out. Okay. Um, I think this is interesting. So, this is not my idea. This is from uh, Corey Coleman from Double Toasted. And yeah. uh, oh. he said <laughs> okay. that because they made Superman evil, yeah. what if they had a thing where there was a young kid who grew up very brilliant and you know lost his hair and became oh, very right. rich and benevolent, <laughs> but right. started using uh-huh. his, his money to build technology to fight this 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 alien actually right. that could really work for for good it can be kind of like mm-hmm. a weird like shaman shaman sh- kind of twist on yeah. it would genre. be what glass would should have been really yeah right. uh-huh so basically and yeah. just basically a, a, a mirror universe uh of lux luthor yeah right right so for that i think that'd be interesting to do you know i think you know uh, just you know hearing a lot and, and what i've seen of the movie i've seen mm-hmm. bits and pieces and and you know it really does play to that fear of uh, the monsters within, the monsters that are, are that mm-hmm. you, that are basically hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Um. You know, and and like Mel said, you know, if you take someone that has, or even we can even go further, even if you look mm-hmm. at you know the whole idea of you know someone that can basically have their way with you, mm-hmm. and they know they can do it, mm-hmm. what's holding them back from doing it? It's almost like you've seen this movie. <laughs> what's holding yeah. them back from mm-hmm. really doing it right and that in and of itself is a fear that probably lives in the back of everybody's head right definitely. but at the same time as a as a guy men aren't hardwired that way mm. and and especially even you know people in my generation you know guys in my generation i'm not that old but mm-hmm. you know even you know with people from my, you know guys from my generation at my mm-hmm. age we were still fed a lot of that hardcore masculinity to a certain extent. So it was always mm-hmm. about standing your ground, right? And mm-hmm. always standing up, you know, for the week. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be some time out there, whether you know it or not, you're just not going to be able to, to do that. You're just right. not, you're just going to be overwhelmed. Right. And that by itself is a horror story. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's just a, 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 lur- a fear that lurks in the dark that you try not to think about. Right. For women, being, yeah. mm-hmm. I, you know, I can't even... Mm-hmm. begin to fathom you know because i know how shitty men can be mm-hmm. but yeah that's scary like just listening to that it's just like that's pretty bloody terrifying it, yeah there are some really scary moments and it doesn't help that this kid or not kid whatever he is does seem to have a specific affinity the goriest and most disturbing scenes in the film with the exception of i think one all ha- two all have to do with women wow like the the scariest moments wow. the, all have to do with women. And I think, I don't know if that was intentional or if I'm projecting again, but I felt like this was just a really interesting kind of way to, exi- you know, horror movies are about society's worst fears, right? Yeah. When we're scared of sexuality, everything is vampires. When we're scared of animalistic impulses, everything is werewolves. werewolves. When yeah. we're scared of 
young what young men can become in a shifting society we get brightburn <laughs> yeah. so i really do feel i mean i felt it was really good in that sense but it scared the living daylights out of me oh my goodness on a just a pure horror level and also on like a more metaphorical kind of level Jeez. Mm-hmm. just like godzilla i think the sound the sound mm-hmm. was really effective i don't know if you noticed this or picked up on mm-hmm. it but in the movie when he becomes 12 mm-hmm. the ship kind of activates yeah, and it kind of has like kind of kind of a pulsing. Yeah, it's has a kind very, of a voice. A very, yeah, yeah. It has, it has a voice, mm-hmm. and even when so these things happen at night, mm-hmm. but even in the daytime, for I, I want to say the first third of the film, even when they're having small dialogues, you'll hear little mm-hmm. pulses mm. throughout the movie. It's like every yeah. like couple minutes you'll hear right. it. It's very subtle. Yeah. But the first time I saw it, I was like, "This is crazy." Yeah, yeah. So it's so it's kind of like that presence is always there. Mm-hmm. So that was also terrifying for wow. me. So, um, Jeez. I think this was good to see in theater. If you, I mean, it's almost out of theaters now because there's so many, there's so much coming out yeah. now. But if you can catch this at a matinee, I really recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, Netflix is fine too. Mm-hmm. That little sound effect that happens, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to lose too much if you see it no. on TV. Yeah, but I think you'll get the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, it could have been better. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it wasn't a perfect <laughs> film, no. but for what it was, it was actually really good. And I think it was nice to have something that subverts that whole idea of the perfect superhero that we're yeah. kind of... It's getting a little old almost because we've just had so many super good superhero movies. Mm. that It's nice to have a subversion of that. I sure. like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, man, we have talked about a lot we have we are we're about over an hour now okay so let's close it out what's coming up next month uh we got uh well coming up next month uh we were talking about it uh john wick John. i'm not sure if we're gonna review that yeah it's out everywhere but here yeah so so i'm gonna do that um uh spider-man far from home that's in july that's in july July, okay Mm -hmm. yeah there's toy story 4 i don't think we're gonna uh, review that uh, yeah i know there's something else coming out there's e3 for sure so e3's big yeah and that's gonna be our uh anniversary Yes. E3. Oh wow. That's right. That's gonna be Ooh. blurred up anniversary. Right. Cool, cool. First show that we ever did was the E three review. Oh I see. Second one. Second we one. did we did Jurassic World first. Oh, oh that's right. right. Okay. That's right. Cool. So cool. there's also there's another one too. Yeah. Uh Batman turns thirty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We might do a show on that last year. Yeah. That's true, the nineteen eighty nine. We Batman do have does. uh Dark Phoenix is coming up. Oh yes, yeah, that's, that's right. it. That's the one. Yes. Isn't it funny how like there was a moment when like the next X-Men movie was the biggest and best thing coming out. And now this it's disappeared and like everything else that's happening. Man. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks Sony for that. I know. Right. Sony. Uh, yeah. Fox. Uh, well, Fox. Well, yeah. back in the day when, yeah, it was Fox, right? Yeah. Fox. Yeah. Fox. Fox. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Screw Fox. Right. Did anybody see Aladdin? No, yeah, I, I haven't I seen didn't. it either. I've I, heard I've heard mixed things, but honestly there's not, there hasn't been enough glowing reviews mm-hmm. for me to, Spend two hours at the theater. That's yeah, kind of right, where exactly. I'm at. Me too. The new Men in Black comes out soon as well. That's right. Which again, I'm kind of like, eh, I'm meh. on the fence about it. Yeah, and the new Child's Play, which I'm kind of like, eh, meh. We actually saw that on the the uh, the teases for it on our way out of the oh, really? uh, theater last night. Yeah. I tell you what, you know what I'm gonna do? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put this to the blurred up mm-hmm. audience out there. Mm-hmm. You all. I'm definitely going to see X Men, and, yeah. we'll, and we'll definitely do a review right, on X Men. Right. Mm-hmm. Either a hate watch, a hate, a roast, or you know, yeah. we, could, we could like it. Who knows? Yeah, I doubt it. Roast. Um, <laughs> you all tell us what you want us to do because I'm on the fence about Men in Black. If y'all want us to go, go see it, 
tell us in the comments and, and I'll, I'll go I'll go see it for you. I feel about Men in Black kind of the way that I feel about Godzilla, but yeah. Eh. So we've got we've got quite a bit coming up, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. coming through. All right. This concludes this episode of Blurred Up. If you want to find us, we are on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. We're also on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D period U-P. And we're on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. Sky, where can I find you? You can find me on the interwebs. Uh, check me out on Twitter. Talking about all kinds of dainty things day day on, day out. Uh, you can find me at H-R Paperstacks. Uh, if you guys are using the uh, the Facebook, uh, just look up Askaya Muhammad. And, uh, of course, you can always hit us up here at uh, Blurred Up. Uh, rants, raves, uh, craves, let us know. We're also, also thinking about expanding our, our platform. Tell us which platform you all use the most, and we'll try and yeah, meet you do. there. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you all. Cool. Peace.